was because he was at that point, I depicted him as this knight in shining armor. Your savior. Mm-hmm. You saved me, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's not my savior. And it took me a while <laughs> to believe that. However, traditional country, you don't get a divorce. It's bad, right? Mm-hmm. So we choose. We choose to move on. We say we forgive because everyone deserves a second chance. Yeah. No matter no matter what they did. Everyone deserves a second chance. Welcome to Let's Not Sugarcoat It, a podcast about the real, raw, and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Bella, Alex, and Amy. Let's get into it, ladies. Welcome, welcome. Today, we are here with Kareen Vessels. Born and raised in South Africa, Kareen is a proud mom of three teenage boys. Wow, age 15, 17, and 19. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So grown up. She came over from South Africa with her family in 2019, and she now happily lives with her new life partner and three boys in Kelowna. Kareen is South African, Swiss, and UK trained esthetician. She is a qualified woman and children's trauma counselor and lives her life according to her favorite quote, be the change you want to see in others. Her passion for true connection has led her down a path where she owned multiple businesses, ended up as a national sales manager for a pharmaceutical company, uh, training in the aesthetic medical field on various procedures across uh, the sub-Saharan Africa. She currently holds the position of account manager for Boulevard Magazine Okanagan, which is one of five publications and nearly three decades old. It's a multi-award-winning BC publication, uh, and this role allows her to fulfill her passion for connection as she gets to engage with people in all areas of health, food, wine, homes, and places looking for great content and new opportunity. Welcome, Kareen. Yeah, well, thank you for having me today, ladies. Yes, so we're so yeah. excited to have you here. Yeah, let's get and we have so it. much to ask you, <laughs> so let's get this. into it. Okay. Maybe, but just tell us a little bit about yourself. What led you to come here in 2019? Okay, well, good question. So South Africa, obviously, is a really really dangerous place. And it was just not somewhere where I wanted to raise my kids anymore. We had to make that decision, right? Came over, packed up, cashed in your whole life that you worked for. And, you know, because one rand is $14 and you come over and you start from scratch. Mm -hmm. So that was in 2019. And then COVID happened, right? And then the year after COVID, I got divorced. Wow. And here I was in a foreign country, divorced, mama three, what now? Mm. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about South Africa, because obviously South Africa is different than than Canada. So culturally, <laughs> um, tell us a little bit your your story of, you know, who you are. What makes Kareen tick? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many different facets of that. But let me tell you, um, so South Africa, as you know, is a very, um, it's rich in culture, but it's also my culture where I'm from. I'm Afrikaans. This is my first language, hence the weird accent. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful. And in the Afrikaans tradition, it's very uh, rigid. So the woman comes second. She has to be submissive in certain ways that can be construed in so many ways, right? Um, so she comes second in all ways. Women are not yet where they should be in the boardroom. I loved to challenge all of that, obviously, (laughs) because um, for me, it's about equality, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so, yes, I was faced with a lot of that in South Africa, Um, but I'm a... I'm a very determined, very hard-headed woman sometimes. So that has led me down a path of great triumph and great heartache in my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as a little girl, you know, what obviously being raised in that type of, you know, women come second, that's something that's, you know, you're raised with. So how did that, when did you start challenging that notion, mm-hmm. you know, because as in yeah. little girls, and I, I know I'm very strong, independent woman. Don't <laughs> tell me what to do. Uh, so I got in trouble quite a bit of that yeah. because, again, I don't cage this bird. I need to fly. Yes, <laughs> but we were raised in Canada, uh, but in South Africa, how was that a struggle for you as as a girl? Good question. Um, so. 
as a girl, it's women or children are seen and not heard, mm. right? So the child needs to keep himself busy outside. Being a middle child of three, having an older sister was kind of with my mom all the time. And then having a younger brother who was more with my dad, I found myself alone in the middle quite often. And, you know, when they say, think back, think back to when you were a little child and what do you see? What do you see? And I remember myself sitting in a tree outside. We had a really big backyard, which was great. I mean, that can't get better than that. Mm -hmm. Sitting in that tree and I was speaking to myself and saying, how are we going to make this better? Well, where are we going to do the change that we want to see? Strong personality, very strong. I think my mom told me a story when I was, I think, two years old. She sent me to my room to clean it and my sister to help. And I strategically sat on top of the bed and helped her, you know, told her exactly what needs to be <laughs> delegated. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so obviously that makes you into who you are mm. and it molds you into different choices in your life. But the one thing I remember is my mom was one of seven kids. And although she did not according to the textbooks, maybe, you know, be the mother that she should be according to the world. The one thing she did was love us Mm -hmm. unconditionally. Mm -hmm. And she always apologized. Mm -hmm. That for me resonated with me through the years because we make mistakes. As parents, Mm -hmm. we make so many mistakes. Why are we so hard on ourselves? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And she always apologized. I remember her later in her life um, because evolving from that, growing up, being in this house, finishing school, you know, it was really tough. My sister dropped out of school. So I had to, my dad just said, you know what, that's it. You've got to make it happen. You have got to make it happen. So I remember as a 14-year-old girl, that's when I got my first job. I was in high school then in South Africa. That's how you start high school at 14. And I worked all through high school. I had a minimum of one to two jobs. And I, I literally just went to school and finished that. Because at the end of the day, we determine where we go. Mm-hmm. My mom always said, you choose, right? you choose. Mm. So my mom went through this whole process of, you know, if we, I do something wrong, for instance, later in my life, she would come back and she would say, you know what, I still love you. Mm. Nothing you did can change my love for you, but I don't like that behavior or that behavior should not happen. Mm-hmm. But she guided me to where to go to do it, right? Yeah. Mm. I feel in life, knowledge is power. We perish because of a lack of wisdom and knowledge, right? Mm. So it's always been this thing for me. I like knowledge, reading, just getting it in, you know, using as much as we can as parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So is your mom and dad still there, Karen? So my mom... I were, my mom was married yeah, um, and then she got divorced when I was two. Okay. My biological dad was an alcoholic. Okay. And um, when I was four years old, she remarried. Okay. And my stepdad um, adopted us. So for more than better part of anything, he's my dad, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was going to be my question. So that tells me that your mom was quite a strong force as well, because that was probably not the norm to be in a society like that. That was probably huge to divorce Absolutely. and leave your husband. Absolutely. I mean, as a as a family... <laughs> You know, it is. We we can't frown upon because mom says what she thinks, right? My mom yeah. says what she thinks in kindness and lovingness, but she says what she thinks. Yeah. Much like me. You, you, know, you, know. Came, by, you came by it honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. But my stepdad taught me so much ethical things in life. Mm. He always said an education can be so important, but if you don't have street street smarts mm-hmm. or emotional intelligence, mm. it's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Worth nothing, right? So that's where my my love came for giving. I remember him as you know, there'd be a couch in the living room. And if we don't sit on it for a few days, we get there, it'd be gone. 
And we'd be like, where's the couch? He goes, well, no one wanted to use it. So, and someone needed it, right? Mm-hmm. So, that was the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a practical <laughs> gentleman. Yeah, totally. Practical man, yeah. you know? He was just this giver of harm. And were we a flawless family? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I was this frowned upon child because I had this undiagnosed ADHD and I was this bad black sheep. My whole life, I was this bad black sheep. And don't challenge me, right? Don't tell me I can because I wanna, I wanna. I was 17 years old and I packed my stuff and went off to the UK. Here we go. You know, two years, my dad went there on a holiday and he decided, well, that's the thing. Let's, let's, let's inspire the kids to go there, right? Went to the UK. I'm this little girl <laughs> in this big city. Um, what do you do, right? You get brought back to earth so quick. Yeah. <laughs> and you make the choice, you know, what do you want to do? To cut a long story short, um, I um, went back home after the UK and something happened that was frowned upon so heavily. I was thrown out of my house. I got pregnant, mm. you know. That's just, that doesn't happen out of wedlock in South Africa. Oh. Such a bastard child, you know. Mm. Um, so that was quite hectic. I mean, he threw me out the house. That was it. I've now I put this family to shame, right? Yeah. And that is that the beginning of what you call the mashup between Judge Judy and Jerry Springer. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us more. Tell us about my story, (laughs) you know, where it should go. But yes, that was definitely the start because here I was. What now? I didn't want to get an abortion. That was my choice at that point. Yep. And, um, yeah, I had to um, uh, decide, you know, what am I going to do? So I was with this dad giving it a shot. You're young, I'm broken. I, you know, you, you want more love and hugs and attention. So what do we do? We run into that, right? Mm-hmm. We run into the arms of where we want that. Majorly wrong because I'm broken, right? Yeah, right. Um, so we were together for a short while. He was not a... A, a great father figure for my child. He had mm. some run-ins with the law and had a gun to my head and a knife to my mm. throat. And I said, well, that's it, right? If we going to be this mommy, which I never wanted to be before that, mm-hmm. and this happened, I said, I'm going to be the best mommy that Aww. I can Aww. be, right? Yeah. Packed my car um, with what I could fit in there. He gave me one bag of nappies and one can of milk. And... That was it. I had to make do. Where do we go? What do we do? I ended up um, having a small room in my sister's house, which was not very big. Um, and just for the night, we don't really have a relationship. So that was tough in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had this adorable, cute little baby mm-hmm. who only God knew that he has to be this angel child, right? Mm-hmm. He was just sleeping. You know, after this child was born, I looked at the other children and you go like, <laughs> what's wrong with them? Can you like, uh, you know, take charge of your child? You know, you're like that angry young mother. I mean, wow. Um, so here we were in this wild, wild west and he sat in the corner. I had a job and I fed him in between clients and mm. I, I met someone and he was willing to take us as a family and he was a great man. But his brokenness with my brokenness created a huge, huge problems. Mm. So long story short, um, we were not even a year into our marriage when he cheated on me the first time. Mm. That must be really hard. Yeah. 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 That was because he was... At that point, I depicted him as this knight in shining armor. Your savior. You saved me, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's not my savior. And it took me a while <laughs> to believe that. However, traditional country, you don't get a divorce. It's bad, right? Mm-hmm. So we choose. We choose to move on. We say we forgive because everyone deserves a second chance. Yeah. No matter no matter what they did, yeah. everyone deserves a second chance. Yeah. And um, moved on to two years almost later, I got uh, pregnant with our second son. I had a difficult pregnancy in my end. So I picked up a lot of weight. I um, 
I was uncomfortable. I had a lot of water. I went over my time. So, I mean, it's not fun being in Africa mm-hmm. and you weigh like 30 kilograms more than you're supposed to and it's 43 degrees. I mean, you can all the cranky. Yeah. So I was in hospital that night. They admitted me the night before and that was the second time my husband chose to cheat on me. Mm. While I was in the hospital, right? Mm, that was wow. that was for me was very hard. So I was like, that's it. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it goes on where we had another son two and a half years later. So you ended up staying with him. Yeah. I stayed. Him again. I stayed because you know what? It's the right thing to do in the culture there. Mm-hmm. And where really? are you going to go? Where really? you go? You're in South Africa. Yes. You know, you... Two kids now. You, yeah, exactly. You, your third kid's coming. But now in between the first kid, I skipped a bit. Like in between the first kid, like we moved, uh, we just started this life. You just put everything in. Lightning struck our house. Well, our house burned down. Everything oh. we own burned down. Okay, how about a sign from the universe? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, like, hello. She's not listening. Yeah, yeah, she's not, not listening. listening. <laughs> just carry on. So just <laughs> burn her ass down. On the way, moving into that house, we were in a car accident. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Now we moved into this house. Lightning struck our house. But what I remember of that night was I phoned my mom and my dad. He was still alive at that point. He's passed away now 14 Mm. years ago. Um, And um, he came and he looked at me and I was in tears. And he just said to me, it's stuff. It's stuff, man. Why are you crying over stuff? Mm. You are okay. Mm. And your child is okay. And I remember my mom walking up and down the house and declaring you know, this is not what we want. Um, and that changed the course of my life. I remember my mom being a prayer and that, that was our faith. Later in her life, that's when she really changed her faith and showed us. We, I remember my mom being on her knees for us. Mm. I, it's like the most grateful thing that I will ever have, right? And... Um, so yes, um, he still had some er- extracurricular activities in between. Mm-hmm. But um, then what happened then, um, we decided we're coming over to Canada, right? And um, got here, obviously, hence the past. We've had a bit of a shaky, then it's good, then it's not good, whatever. We've always tried to keep it really nice in front of the kids. That mm. was one thing that we, we've always um, like focused on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yes, yeah, so then he decided that he's, he's done. You know, he's done. Out of all of this, he's done. But mm-hmm. because I am, I was, um, I didn't speak ill of him. In our culture, mm-hmm. it's not good, right? You don't speak ill of your husband. You don't chitty chatty with your friends. That mm. You just don't do that. So my divorce came as the biggest shock to everyone. Wow. Yeah. Because it looks so perfect, you know. Yeah. I like to call it fake book because it's because we do that we yeah. post the nice pictures yeah. we just post the nice things why don't we say you know what we had a fight last night it was really brutal he ran out on me I cried my eyes out my kids were sleeping and I couldn't phone anyone because everyone lives in another country that you know mm-hmm. that has a time change what do you do mm. but for me it's been picking up my faith, always been back, picking up my faith and walking in that. That's carried me through. I cannot tell you how many times in my life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And I remember you telling me that you walked your way through your divorce. That was what saved you. <laughs> Absolutely. For me, um, I think based when I walk, I've learned in the past that um, I can't be a good mother, if I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A mother sets the tone for the day. Mm-hmm. We do. In the if, household, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If we wake up and we go, come, we like this, 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 everyone is in a shamble. Yeah. Right? 
my three kids, I mean, all our kids have different personalities. If we liked, I have to go to my one son and kind of, hi, sweetie, you know, <laughs> um, some coffee for you. But, you know, we got to be a little bit faster today. It's the tone of our voice, right? right. Um, so I've learned that I need to do what I need to do to be better. So after my divorce, I started walking. I love walking. I love the outdoors. And I'm so grateful to be in the Okanagan yeah. right. where I can do that, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to walk. I tell you, I don't... Anything less than four hours a day, I used to just walk and mm. either listen to a podcast or just spend time with me. Mm. Like meditation. and yes. yeah, meditate pray, whatever it is that works for you, right? Mm -hmm. For me, it was just listening, but feeling the emotion. Mm -hmm. Because we as moms very, very rarely allow ourselves to feel it. Did I do everything textbook okay when I got divorced? Absolutely not. (laughs) I made so many mistakes. I mean, of course, my life crashed. We were married for almost 18 years together for almost 20. It's your life. It's the whole prime of your life that you were to grow and you did things. It feels like a lie, you know, at the end of the day. Mm. But um, you know what? We just have to make that choice. Yeah. Yeah. So that it's not another 20 years, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess I'm curious too to know, because you're talking about how you came over, there's this husband and you have these three boys. And how did you, I guess you're saying in South Africa, you know, girls, boys come first, boys come second. So girls come second. Girls come second. Sorry. How did you instill (laughs) some of that opposite? Yes. Thing into your boys. Because they're older. Yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good, good question. Um, It is for me... It was little moments of um, of training them, you know. Take the opportunity as a mom when the situation arises to deal with it right there at an age-appropriate level. So I have three things. I give them a fact, I anchor them, and then I give them a vision. Because if we don't give our kids a vision the world will. Oh yeah, I wrote that down one day. Yeah. You said this. I have your quotes. I'll find them from our wine <laughs> okay, evening. You but you said, wait, I'm so going to expand it because she said, if the kids, if you you don't show your children who they are, then, then the, the world, world will. will. Absolutely. It's yeah. such a good quote. That for me was, I had to make that choice. Who yeah. do I want them to be? I've I put very much pressure on myself because I'm I'm a high performing individual. Mm-hmm. I worked in corporate in South Africa, high in corporate, so I have to run this family. It's a lot, right? So, um, yeah. But, um, quote. That quote: "If you don't tell your kids who they are, the world will." Yeah, yes. I wrote it down that night. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I um, I made a choice to to start doing things differently. When I go and I sit in a, in a talk where someone talks about building up, I write, I should do, do, do. Because we mm. normally said you should or they should. Or, I do that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I should, right? Yeah. And then I had my kids um, and their dad helped with this um, because it's just as important to him. Regardless of our fights, it's just as important to him. He's always uh, stood by me and the kids with that. Good. Um, so that was to take a piece of paper, take your child and write down who they are. They're individuals. We are all individuals. They don't have the same personalities and they don't learn the same way. Mm. So I would write them. My name is so-and-so. I am above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. When everyone is under pressure, I am cool, calm and collected. I can think clear. So I would do everything for every child that's applicable for them. And I made them stand in the mirror every morning. <laughs> I love it. And look at themselves and say it. And they will start something. Yeah. But eventually, <laughs> yeah. do it. it got to the point where they could say that without that piece of paper. Mm. So affirmations, essentially. Yes, yeah. They have to because now they know who I am, right? If everyone freaks out around them, it makes them think. 
because if you say it more and more and more and you hear it, it drops in your heart. Mm-hmm. And if you it drops in it. your heart, it becomes, right? Yeah, it becomes, My mom yeah. always used to say, what you speak, remember, the angels run with them until they become. Yes. Be careful what you say. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's very true, right? It's very it's like true. manifesting. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So your boys now are 15, 17, and 19, you said? Yes. Well, the oldest is um, turning 20 in July. Wow. wow. That's so... And all yeah. three of them live with you? All three live with them. My big thing is now, yesterday when we got home, my eldest came and he said, well, mom, you know... um, I've got this opportunity now. I'm thinking about it. So he might be moving out pretty soon. (laughs) So um, I'm just grateful that they're there. So once again, last night was so great. I'm with a new life partner and he is just this person that has, you know, all those little gaps that you've always missed in your life. He just came in and he just filled that for me, right? And he's just so supportive with my kids. And it was so amazing (laughs) you know, to sit there last night and he was speaking and we were both speaking and, and, and he turned around to my son and he said, you know what, but as long as you know, you can come back, man. Aww. Anytime. That's yeah. so nice. For me, that was just the confirmation because we want them to fly. Yeah. But we know it's going to be difficult. If they have that option to know it's okay, doesn't that make the pressure less? Yeah. Give them little bits to teach them. You know, let them do it. We don't want to do it for them, but we want to guide them how to do it right. And if you make mistakes, and you are a million, I made so many. I, I have gone to my kids so many times and said, hey, man, the way I just acted is not right. Let me tell you my frustration, blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry. I should have done it mm. this way. Mm. We're human. Mm-hmm. I teach my kids, never keep your eyes on me. Never. You know, mm. never. Because I'm human and I'm yeah. flawed and I'm going to make mistakes. Yeah, wouldn't a nice thing to teach your kid too, yeah. that you're not, everything mom says is, you know, right. this is 100% accurate. It's we all make mistakes. We're all human. Exactly. You know, yeah. we, we put this much, so much pressure on ourselves to be these perfect parents. And we will never be perfect mm-hmm. parents because our kids grow. Their needs change. What they require from day to day changes. I mean, if I go sit next to my 15-year-old now and read him a bedtime story and give him a stuffy toy, he'll think I'm crazy, right? <laughs> the needs change. Well, and at some point, I think too, you know, we no longer know what's best for them. They yes. know for themselves what's best and our job exactly. is to kind of just, to, and that's ask. the hardest thing of parenting yeah, is letting for sure. go. Letting go, but ask. Yeah. My thing is as well is if my kids say, hey mom, what's this or this or this? I always say, tell me what you think it is. Yeah, yeah. totally. will help you. Let's hear where you're at. Yeah. Right? And I've never lied to my kids. I don't. I do not lie to my kids because mm. if you lie to your kids and they catch you once, they will never trust you again. Exactly. <clears throat> and I mean, for instance, when my son was seven, I had to face this thing where my eldest, he came home and he was like, mom, this boy across the road wants to play this game called sex. What is that? And I was shocked. As a mom, I want to freak out, go over the road, give this mom <laughs> a little talk to you. I'm like, what's going on? And I um, sat with him and I said, okay, tell me. Tell me, what do you think it is? And he had to tell me and I had to give him a fact. I had to anchor him and I had to give him a vision moving forward. But what I appreciated the most out of that was him turning around, putting his little hands on his hips and saying, (laughs) I knew they were wrong. I said to them, my mom will never lie. (laughs) You're like, win, win. We want our kids. Oh, that's great. We want to create that safe space where we allow our kids to come to us Mm -hmm. and ask questions. Mm -hmm. For sure. Because they're going to be faced with so many questions and so many things. We have to allow a space where there's no judgment. Yes. Nothing. I have a two-minute rule in my house. (laughs) If you do anything and you need to tell me, You've made a mess because we all make messes. Mm-hmm. Anything. You've got a two minute no judgment. So it's like, shoot, tell me 
everything. You will not get in trouble. I want to know. Because as a mom, we can only stand by our kids if we know everything. Mm -hmm. Everything. So, I mean, did you come up with that or did you learn that from your mom or like just in life? I like that. You know what? I've always just read and listen. And because Mm -hmm. I spend so much time on the road, I love listening to podcasts or whatever is available to me or applicable to me at that time. Mm -hmm. I, Hetty Brits was one of the ladies I've, she's from South Africa. She currently Mm -hmm. lives in the US. She works with Dr. James Dobson, which I love his stuff for my kids as well. And she, um, to, taught on the personality types of kids. We all know the inanagram, what is your personality? Yeah. But there's one for kids where they put them in trees, right? Um, and they say, um, one of my kids, for instance, is a rose bush, like me. Um, <laughs> so we, Beautiful we, but thorny. So you, um, you have to... Um, handle or discipline him differently than I would do with my palm tree, who's like a party looking for a place to happen type of thing. We need to figure out how to like assess our children. children. (laughs) Probably some of it too is just your learned, you know, your own wisdom tapping in and and what you've come up with for your three boys. Yeah. So have your uh, boys always told the truth? Like, has it taken that chance or that, you know, handout? Because I feel like I tell my kids, you're not going to get in trouble. You're just going to tell me the truth. And they still lie. But they're young, right? But well, it, it comes, I think yeah. it comes with time. Just yeah. keep telling them that is what just you're saying. have telling, their yeah. backs in that situation. Yeah. Look, I've had to have their backs when they they didn't do everything right. Yeah. And I had to go to the teacher or whoever and say, hey man, I'm sorry. Like, um, I know he was wrong. I don't think my kid's an angel, but it cut me some slack here, you know. Let's let's see what we can do. Let's let's yeah. teach him in this moment. Yeah. How mm-hmm. can we make it better without just going screaming and you shouldn't have and I yeah. told you and now this and now that. Now we've created... Fear. Uh, sky high, freaking therapy bowl, fear, insecurity, yeah, and I'm never coming because it's, it's just going to be too much. Yeah. Yeah. And through all of that, it's, it's about coaching. It's about, for me, when I um, had my kids and I saw the need in South Africa um, with women and children and mm-hmm. trauma, I, I did that course, right? For me, it was important to be able to help others. Little did I know how much it'll help me as yeah. an individual. It's right. not always the and way, as a right? parent. Exactly. Yeah. I am, um, you know, if you have to learn grace, go spend time with people that deserve yeah. to get grace. Yeah. That doesn't have it maybe, right? Yeah. Reach out to those because that makes us better. See the need in others and fulfill that need by spending time with them. That grows from a place where, you know, we want to just give more. And when it comes to our kids, love is number one. Mm. That is number one. From love, everything else flows out. To sometimes pick them up and put them on my lap and cry with them and say, hey, you know, we're in this foreign country and I know you don't have a friend and I don't know either, but let's cry together. I don't have Mm. the answer. Let's cry, man. And Mm. let's make a list for that friend you want. You know, let's do that. Because that's all my capacity as a mom is. Don't set unrealistic expectations of who you are. You're not superwoman. You're a mom. You're going to make that, mistakes. Yeah. 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 Gosh, I feel like what there's a, great a book in you there, girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love so much that you said, if you lie once, and I think I, I resonate with what you said, Isabella, because I say to my kids too, you won't get in trouble. Just honestly tell the truth. And I know they're looking at me like, you say that, but you're going to be mad. And I'm thinking, I am mad because, you know, so, and even little white lies, yeah. like, you know, oh yeah, no, we're not going there today because of whatever. It's a disservice to them. It is. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I just... I kind of got that as you said that. I thought, yeah, no you, lies. Just yeah. be honest. If you catch them, when I used to catch them when they're smaller and they lie, I, I used to say, um, mommy is just going to walk away here for two seconds while you just rethink of that. Mm-hmm. And then if anything changes, that's okay. I'm going to come back, you know, and then we're going to chat about that again. And then if you still lied, I would 
still say, <coughs> I'm going to go again. I Let's just rethink that again, <laughs> yeah. you know. Make them think. Make them That's smart. know or hear that you know it's not true, but you're not saying it's a lie. Don't yeah. point out the lie. Yeah. Instigate or rather encourage them towards the truth. Yeah. You're like the parent coach. I, I like know, it. Right? <laughs> and I love I it. Like, I'm trying. Like, where's our, notes? where's our notes? Where's our notes? Because the other word of wisdom you said to write down that you're going to talk about, about what you taught your kids is, and I think you said you got this from your mom, is you're supposed to eat the whole fish and then go home and spit out the bones. <gasps> so can you explain mom. that? Yeah. That's the mo- Look, my mom was a pretty great lady I, she um, she's not had it easy in her life and that's what I saw coming back mm-hmm. you know saying I made all these mistakes I didn't get it the way I wanted it but you know what I chose differently and um, was she perfect and flawless no but that's why she taught us that because she always used to say that I'm, like I do with my kids I'm your mom I'm gonna make mistakes so get as much information around you as you can and that is the whole fish right Take that podcast or that sermon or that whatever and listen to the whole thing and ask yourself, what is applicable in my life Mm -hmm. that I can change? What is not true that I can throw away? And what can I use to move forward, Mm -hmm. right? It's, It's taking out of that what's applicable to your life because the same story, you, all three of you, will hear and, um, you know, process respond yeah. and process to it differently. differently. Yeah. yeah, and get something different. Resonate with something different, yeah. yeah. Yes. So just to clarify, is your, your mom is still in South Africa? Mom is still in South Africa. Okay. She is coming to Kelowna. Yeah. yeah. And she's landing her. on a, um, in July on my son's birthday. So we're getting him a grandma for his birthday this Aww. year. But it'll be the first time that I see my mom in almost four years. That, that I can wow. give her a hug. Yeah. And yeah. has she ever been to Canada before? Yes, she's been to Canada Um that December of 2019 when we just came when over. Just yeah, she came over. It was the kids, you know, just trying to help with mm-hmm. them. And then it was COVID, right? Yeah. And then straight after COVID, my sister-in-law got blessed with a little girl mm-hmm. who we were praying for for 14 years. Oh, wow. Yes. I was like, okay, grandma, you got to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very important in our culture when our kids are born, the grandmas step in, mm-hmm. right? Um, having a full-time career as a mom in corporate, it was very important to me that I, I have a support system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's not always the support how we want it unless we lay out what we require, right? Yeah. Um, wow. So when give you, me a little glimpse in South Africa. Is that typical that women would be in corporate or was that was that kind of your headstrong, you know, is, do, are women usually homemakers at home or what does that usually look like? Mostly. So when they get married, normally the woman stays at home and the man is the breadwinner mm-hmm. and he rules everything. And I just said, there's no way. <laughs> Sorry. I can't no, even imagine. No yeah. way. We're a team, man. We're like, we're a team. Although it, it, it worked out differently because I'm strong and we had a house that burned down. And I was like, you know, we got to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So um, I um, had multiple businesses. I had like laser clinics. I had some stage, I had like 14 girls working for me. And one business is not enough, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. breathe. Bella knows. Bella knows. Staying quiet on this corner. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> well, I think that has something to do with like the ADHD. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, know? you get bored easy. It's like, okay, yeah. this is done. Now I'm not exactly. enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I um, I have this thing. We were laughing about it this weekend, actually, because I would drive past a business or see a business and I'll be like, whoa, that, 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 that is immediately going to make a change. If, if they do that, that'll help. Mm-hmm. It's just how my brain is wired, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I opened these clinics. I, by the way, I opened my first clinic when I was seven months pregnant with my last son. Mm-hmm. And that's after I was in the rep field for long, built myself up because yes, women are homemakers. Mm-hmm. And I said, no way. And I'm going to move forward, right? Sky's the limit. Let's see. Good for you. And then um, I um, sold my clinic after my son was, he was about, let me just think there, a year, just over two years old. Sold my clinic and I decided that's it. I'm going to stay at home now. 
you know, mm. I'm, I'm going to be this stay-at-home mom. It took me a week. <laughs> and my son, I think, three days to realise it's not going to happen because I, I took my middle son out of school because my career at that point when he was born, um, like, required me to travel to Paris, like, when he was three weeks old. And you do it because... In South Africa, you don't just get a job, right? It determines on a lot of things. I'm female. My skin color is white. That makes it very difficult. Interesting. So um, I was offered this job at this pharmaceutical company and I grew to be the national sales manager for Sub-Saharan Africa, traveling, three little kids, mm-hmm. and I have to travel. And you took them along with you? That- no, 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 because what do you do, right? Yeah, you travel yeah. up in Africa, okay. you travel wherever, yeah. um, you're going for training. I go there oh, for okay. a few days, I spend time with the doctors or whatever, and I train them, right? Train the team, make sure everyone's good and happy. Is that when mom stopped then? Grandma? So, in a sense, a little, but um, I, <laughs> I used to just prepare better. Mm. Because for me, I would um, I would cook meals, for instance. I'd take a weekend and I'd pre-cook meals. I'd write on top of the meals exactly what needs to be done and I would pop them in the deep freeze. My kids knew from a little age, before you go to bed at night, you take your clothes out that you want to wear the next day, you leave them at the bottom of your bed. Because what is the biggest frustration in your house? Getting ready in the morning. morning. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Did yeah. you do this? Did you do that? Did you do this? Why do we want to frustrate ourselves? Make a list. Say, this is what I expect you to do. And then when they come and they wanted this and they wanted that, ask, did you do it on a list? Mm -hmm. If the answer is no, then no. I used to have an egg timer. So they quickly realized that Mm -hmm. if that egg timer goes off and they, they can go play or whatever it is that they want to do in the morning, they really, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I just decided that I'm human and I can't cause more frustration. Mm-hmm. So what are the things that I struggle with? Let's see how we can make them better. So dad was working from home at that time, which helped a little. My kids did go to like kindergarten in the day mm-hmm. or daycare, like it's a little play group. So we have that options because in South Africa, we don't get maternity leave, right? If you're lucky, you get a three-month paid maternity leave, um, which also makes it more difficult, right? Yeah. Because now you feel more guilty because you have this tiny little baby at home. Yeah. yeah. But it made us, made me more adaptable as well. I am... Um, more creative, yeah. more creative Pro- problem solving. Right? Exactly, you needed to make yes. sure your family is TikToking, and you have your little people, little humans, all you know, lined all up, lined up and, in a row, in a row <laughs> like exactly. little ducks. And yeah. Uh, yeah, you do, you yeah. you do do become a little bit more resilient and a little bit more fluid. Yes. I find uh, I kind of yes. can relate with the story because when we moved with my family and and, and um, I had to grow up pretty quickly because I needed to learn different languages to help, you know, my parents do things. And yeah, I was just adoptable. So here, thank God, my husband uh, has me, FYI. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was able to adapt to his schedule so yeah. I could make those changes and, and move with the tides mm-hmm. yes. to make sure that he's supported in his career the yeah. way he needed to be supported. Yeah. That's why we lasted so long yeah. because even though he's away, I'm able to still make those changes and I'm not so rigid. Yes. Yeah. It helps, you know. We, I remember as a mom, I felt like, I felt so bad because I know I have to work. Mm-hmm. I have to work. You know, someone... It has to make money. I have to make money. We can't just live off one salary. Three kids, kids costs a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And nothing is helped and funded in South Africa. You pay your own school, all your everything. The government doesn't wow. give you a cent to help wow. you, right? So what you make, that's why it's such a, a, a hard type country, right? Um, and it just makes it more difficult. But now you feel guilty. But I remember going away once because you ask yourself is what I'm doing even helping yeah will he be okay will they be okay yeah do they need money or do they need me which exactly. one which yeah. one yeah but it's not the 
quantity, right? It's the yeah. quality. Yeah, yeah. But I remember sitting in a different country and going back into Wi-Fi. There's these stupid WhatsApp groups in South Africa mm-hmm. where all the mothers go on. Like it's like pain where you you can delete it because you miss something because you're scared your kid doesn't tell you something yeah. like <laughs> homework or whatever. But you just don't even want to be on there. But I remember going back to my hotel room and opening my phone and it was just a myriad of messages mm-hmm. <laughs> about this entrepreneur day and it's got to be in and this business plan and it's supposed to be done in two days. And I'm like, well, I'm going back to South Africa in three days, jumping on the phone. And my son was at that point, he was 12. And um, jump on the phone. I'm like, hey, man, like I just heard about all of these things. Like, what do you need? goes, nothing. I'm like, uh, there needs to be a business plan done. He goes, yes, mom, it's done. It's been approved. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, what do you need? He goes, well, now that I think about it, can I borrow the table outside? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Don't you need me right now? Aww. Because now we feel that way, right? Yeah. yeah. But we want to have these yeah. strong, independent, independent yeah. guys that know no matter what, if they fall or if they make mistakes, yeah. this is the safe place. Yeah. This is where they okay. have to come back to. Because you know what? We might not know what together we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome because yeah. that guy, same thing. I mean, I moved back with my parents a few times through my lifetime uh, because we were either building a house and we rented one out way earlier than we expected. And we're like, oh shit, where are we going to go? We're going to go rent something. My parents are like, there's no way. Save your money. You're coming in here, you know? Right. So multiple times. And now my you know, my mom lives with us. So um, it's like this cycle. When you feel safe, you always come back. Yeah. And you know, you can always count on the parents, no matter what. Because I mean, it, yes. it was tough. Like, you know, we butted heads and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I felt safe. Yes. That's with, nice. No matter what I did or didn't do, mm-hmm. I knew they would forgive me. <laughs> exactly, right? And, and they let me be free. Whatever I wanted not whatever I wanted. <laughs> uh, just saying, be clear. Just be clear. I didn't want to move away for my school, but they said I would die without them. <laughs> so I stayed. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it's really awesome to hear. I need to kind of re- recaliber myself because you know, there's so much stuff, but you need people like you yeah. to remind us, Yes, you know, that parenting is hard, that yes. we are going to make mistakes to give give ourselves grace and that you just need to love them. Like love them said. and own up to the mistakes. Love them and own yeah. up to the mistakes, yeah. And I do, I, I apologize. That's something we didn't do in our family. Yeah, My parents didn't own it. It was really harsh. My dad never apologized. He Not always, either. when he was wrong and we knew he was sorry, he would come up and like kind of start like nudging you and talking. <laughs> it's like, okay, oh. you know, that. So then we knew, okay, you know you did it. Yeah. But you, you won't say I was wrong. wrong. Never <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I say sorry to my kids all the time. When I, let's say, yeah. you know, I try to be calm and cool, collected. It doesn't happen all the time. Uh, but when I do, I say, okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have yelled. Yeah. That wasn't okay. And they're like, it's okay, mommy. And then they'll give me a hug. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. But look at that. Yeah. That's that a was big step. your dad's capacity. Mm-hmm. And as a daughter... You knew that and yeah. that was okay. Yeah. He didn't have to give you a million hugs yeah. or anything to yeah. do that. You knew that. Yeah. So as parents, we have that ability to show our kids. I mean, yeah. we can stare them down in a shopping center to have them, their mouth yeah. shut, but we can just look at them and say, hey, come here. These mm-hmm. eyes, this is love, right? That's yeah. what we have. Yeah, I think that's the old parenting paradigm too because I think that generation, I mean, my parents parented the same way that, you know, don't let them see the cracks because if there's any cracks and you're wrong, then they might not, you know, you just have to yes. keep up this iron front. They won't front. submit. You yes. need to be always right and then the kids, you know, do as I say, I know the best way. Yeah. It was it was almost like a parenting from fear kind of. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Right? Do as happened? I say, not yeah. as I do or yeah. whatever but, say. But what happens when you make one mistake? Your world falls apart because my mom and dad never made mistakes. Oh yeah, and you yes, can't live exactly. up to your own expectations. I will never live yeah. up to that. I yes. will never want to marry this guy because I will never have what my parents have. Yeah. Why 
do we want to do that? Yeah. Why don't we just want to say, you know what, I am human. Yeah. yeah. And this is this is it. I'm yeah. gonna make mistakes, but I love you beyond anything. I always say to my kids, remember I love you without any condition. And there's no Nothing you have to do to earn it. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, I will love, I will never love you less. I love yeah. that. And I yeah. think that is, again, like Amy's saying, like such a generational mm-hmm. thing. And it's great that yeah. you're teaching your kids that and that we're all like trying to teach our kids that. I think my parents, like, I know that they love me unconditionally, but I did always feel there was conditions. Like my dad yelled. And if he yelled, then I felt like, oh, you know, yeah. I didn't do enough. I didn't do what's yeah. right. And I don't want my kids to feel like that. No. So I know that apologizing always helps, but exactly. Yeah. I for me, that's what I wanted because I was never heard, right? As a as a young child, I was never heard. So me through my healing, I, I used to say to myself continuously, and I still do every day, you heard. You are heard, mm, right? Yeah. We don't want to create that that room or space to grow with something we don't feed it with. If we leave that little space unnurtured and we leave them to imagine in that, oh my gosh. Yeah. You create a huge story. That's a where it all comes. A yeah. story. And you yeah. create this, I think my mom is this and that. Like my eldest son, for instance, he has... A very creative brain, and he's got a right eye, right ear, right foot, where he's very sensitive in his hearing. So, me saying to him as a little child, Hey, buddy, can you clean up your room? was like in his head, he was like, This is a circus. She doesn't love me. She, like, <laughs> this is bad. So, I used to make him turn around and say, Hey, I still love you, you know? Your room's just really dirty. He go, Okay. And that's fine. Because it's in the situation, right, yeah. that you teach in that situation. Mm-hmm. So your next career, parent coaching, yes. <laughs> and a book. Okay, let's get that That's all it. written yeah. out. We'll, we'll, we'll publish it for you because we're gonna, we're working <laughs> okay. on it. So That's pretty we'll, awesome. We'll get your book deal for you. You know what? It's just the lifetimes of mistakes. Yeah. And being graceful with myself. Yeah. Having three boys that I'm raising three like fathers and, yeah. and, and spouses, you know, I just want them to know that I love them and I make mistakes too. But whatever, we hear. Yeah. yeah. But this is what's so beautiful. And I think sort of why we wanted to kind of create this community too, is because your story is going to inspire all of us and others and the power and all the wisdom that you've gained, right? That you can share with others. And we can all, I mean, I think we all had some like aha moments. Oh, yeah. We're all trying to find well, a pen. Yeah. <laughs> A few mistakes, and if someone can learn from my yes. mistakes and, and, and to avoid that, I yeah. mean, tap my brain. I will yeah. tell you everything. Like I said, it's this is parts yeah. of the story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That you you hope that it just gives people out there, moms, hope out there to know that you know what, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay now. It's terrible. I used to. I, I remember sitting back in the day when my kids were small. I mean, they were all like two and a half, like three years out of each other, like apart, right? I used to have one on my lap. Well, you're on the on the toilet, right? Because that's yeah. what a mom does. <laughs> yeah. One's on your lap and one's on your back climbing around and one's in the bath laughing at you because your bum doesn't fit on the toilet. Right. And you just <laughs> sit there and go, you know what? I still love you. Yeah. That's just, that's just it, right? Yeah. 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 Just remember why we do this. Yeah, you know, we we don't do this to show other people we're a better mother. Mm-hmm. We yeah. do this because we love our kids, man. Yeah, we just mm-hmm. want the best for them. Yeah, if that is the intention of your heart, that will come out mm-hmm. when you start teaching them. Because what comes out when you're under pressure is what's inside, right? It's mm-hmm. like a sponge. The moment we Press yeah, that sponge. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It all comes out. It all comes out. Yeah. Well, I think we're all going, you know, what's I think is what I find fascinating is we're going in the right direction because each generation is, is yes. we're meant to get better. And so yeah. I always say that to my kids. I go, you're going to do it better than I am, hopefully, yeah. because we learn, we grow, we yeah. evolve. And so we're all going in the right direction, I feel like, which yes, is maybe. good news. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like we're still in that generation where, because we came from like a bit of a harder upbringing, more stricter. Um, now everything is so soft. Yeah, and pendulum's the opposite. Pendulum's completely opposite. So I think we swung from the wrong into the wrong and then we'll come in the middle. Yes. Needs, there's an experiment how we were raised prior, like, 
you know, with women yes. being not able to vote and all that kind of stuff yes. for centuries to now we're all empowerment. But it's it's I feel like it's swinging too much to it one can. side and then maybe another few centuries and we'll swing Back in the right middle. in the middle. <laughs> but you know what? That is the thing, right? Yeah. As parents, we can just do our best and yeah. we mm-hmm. can just, you know, I always say, how do you eat an elephant? Bite for bite. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that. That's cute. Bite for bite. bite. bite at a time. Yeah. And yeah. I think what you said is true about having compassion for ourselves, but also to our parents and saying, well, you yes. did the best you could in your yes. capabilities with your knowledge, with mm-hmm. whatever you would learn. We are doing the best with what we know, et cetera. Yeah. And then you children will do the best you can. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I remember the day my mom came to me and she sat in front of me. Um, it was in the midst of all this pain and she knew she made so many mistakes, right? But perception is how what we do with that. But I remember her just sitting in front of me and with tears in her eyes and she came with a bowl of water and she washed my feet and she just said to me, you know what, I'm so sorry for all the mistakes I made. No, I love you. And I said, you know what, I would, if I have to come back, I'd still choose her every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's so, so beautiful. Well, once well, again, we cannot believe we could carry on for nine hours. We always feel like these podcasts <laughs> need to be nine hours. Much. Yeah. yeah. We have some questions for you. We always like to wrap up our podcast with some uh, pick your brain questions. Yeah, and we're doing it a bit differently today. We're going to oh ask okay. you one question and then we're just going to tell a few other answers that some audience members said too. So... Tell us, Green, how did your life change after motherhood? Oh, wow. My life changed so much. Like I said, I never wanted to have kids. If I grew up in high school, if someone asked me, I, I wouldn't want kids, right? And this happened. Um, it happened because I was stupid, obviously. But <laughs> but um, it changed so much that my life was busy going on a downhill. Mm. I was literally making the worst decisions of my life. I was hurt. I was broken. I was outcasted. I didn't feel like I fit in everywhere. And here came this baby. Mm. And his name means God has heard. Oh, that's so nice. Because that boy came and every day I looked into his eyes. I saw the grace that was given to me by God in all the times I made that mistakes, right? Oh my gosh. And that was when I said, I choose. Did I make a billion mistakes after that? Oh yeah, you can count on it. But I chose. Every day I got up and looked myself in the mirror, some days better than other, and I would say, you know what? We've got this. I had a piece of paper that I used to write either a scripture on or a word that I worked with that, that day, um, that's pertaining to me and I used to put it in my bra <laughs> because you know what if that little paper scratches you in the day I would say the words that's on that piece of paper mm-hmm. because we hear it mm-hmm. and we remember because we are our biggest cheerleaders mm-hmm. if we don't motivate ourselves who will Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like it too. <laughs> oh. Mic drop. Right I feel there. like you know, <laughs> young Kareen was so wise, and then you just got wiser. Yeah, <laughs> like fine line. Yeah. Yeah. I was this yeah. wild butterfly that just wanted to fly, and I was just. And she's still young. <laughs> like you. she, she is still young, but like she just yeah, still gets wiser and wiser. I feel like you probably were pretty tapped in, pretty intuitive as a young gal, and uh, had a lot of you know, help. help. Yes, I did. I I learned a lot through spending time with me. Yeah. Just with me, listening to myself. That's that middle child. Yeah, Yeah. just saying, what do I need today? And I didn't realize all these things while I was in it. I just listened and I moved. And some days it felt like I was still at the worst point in my life. But you know what? The more you listen, the more that seed has time to grow in you. Mm. And that gives it time to come up and bloom into what it is that you want it to be, right? Mm. Yeah, I love it. Beautiful. Okay, well, I don't even think we need to learn anybody else's 
change about motherhood because that was such a wise (laughs) ending. We'll save those for later, but thank you. And tell us where people can find you. Well, I am in the Okanagan, so they can find me on my Instagram page. Um, That'll be posted probably with yours. Mm -hmm. Um, Kareen, it's C-A-R-I-E-N, 177. The number is significant. One day I'll tell you. (laughs) Um, On on Instagram. And then, like I said, I'm with Boulevard Magazine, so they can just... um, go through my Instagram, Boulevard's Magazine, Instagram, or um, shot us an email, give me a call. Okay. Awesome. I well, thank you for, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank, thank you for sharing you your much, story Karine. and your wisdom. And yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much. much for having me. And I just want to say like, you ladies, what you're doing is so inspiring. Mm. It's giving mothers the chance to speak about, you know what, we make mistakes. It's mm-hmm. okay. This is a safe space. Mm-hmm. You've created that for so many women. And I want to thank you because no, thank we you. desperately needed something like this. Mm-hmm. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. Well, thank you for being a part of it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Till we meet until next time. Bye. 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 Thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. So tell us what's going on in your world. What's what's working, what's not working, how we can support you. What are some good topics? And don't forget to follow us at Let's Not Sugarcoat It Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye. See you.